Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, August 28th. U.S. equity futures are up modestly this morning, so you have S&P futures up four points. That's about eight basis points. NASDAQ futures are up 24 points. That's about 16 basis points. Then you have Dow futures up 55 points, which is also about 16 basis points. In Europe, you're looking at the major indices up about 55 to 70 basis points. None of the major subgroups are in the red in Europe. You're seeing outperformance in banks and tech, and they're seeing underperformance in some of the traditional safer haven groups uh, like healthcare, utilities, and real estate. And then Asia was green across the board. The Nikkei rallied 1.7%. The Hang Seng rallied about 1%. Shanghai Comp rallied also about 1%. So a few items uh, in focus this morning, You know, just kind of circling back to Friday with the Jackson Hole speech. Um, I thought the Powell address was relatively neutral and balanced for the most part, but there were um, a few important dovish undertones, in my opinion. So, um, you know, three takeaways that were relatively dovish. He pushed back on talk of this kind of uh, R star measure being much higher than anticipated. He talked about how there is a substantial amount of disinflationary pressure in the pipeline that's going to start hitting the numbers going forward um, from real estate. Um, and then he also talked about how. The economy still hasn't felt the full brunt of all the pre-existing tightening um, that that has been taking place over the last you know year plus, and that is also going to hit going forward. So um, certainly not outright dovish by any means. Certainly you know nowhere near cutting rates, but I certainly think it's safe to say that um, you know they won't be hiking at the coming meeting. They probably won't be hiking anymore. Um, you know they're probably finished increasing the funds rate. Um, you know, obviously, as we go forward, that doesn't mean tightening is going to be ending. So every time, assuming we get ongoing disinflation, each tick lower in the CPI represents um, incremental tightening in the real rate. Plus, you have ongoing balance sheet shrinkage. So there's still going to be tightening, but I think his funds rate is probably not going to go any higher from here. Um, so that's kind of my takeaway on the Powell address. You also had Lagarde speak. Friday afternoon around three o'clock. She didn't really provide any very strong hints for this upcoming ECB meeting. Um, you know, I think a huge determining factor in that will be the Eurozone CPI that we get out in a couple of days this week. Um, but her speech was relatively innocuous for the most part. In terms of news from the weekend, so China took an, a bunch of ac- actions again aimed at um, bolstering market sentiment. So they uh, cut the stamp duty for stock trading, they talked about more stringent approval processes for IPOs. There's talk about how they're encouraging certain funds not to sell stock. And all these things have been speculated about over the last several week, days and weeks. So none of it's really all that surprising. Um, you know, it's not negative, but I think most people are kind of just rolling their eyes and, and putting this in the category of more gimmick than anything. It doesn't necessarily address the core underlying problems that's causing all the anxiety about China's economy and markets. So the Hang Seng rallied 1% today, but actually finished well off its opening highs. Um, and again, I don't think it's really changed the narrative at all. Most people are still extremely negative, cautious on China, um, you know, and, 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 and they look at all the policy actions taking place, uh, again, not getting to the heart of the matter, um, you know, for either China lacks the will or they lack the ability, um, you know, just given that the traditional policy tools don't provide a lot of uh, don't provide many easy fixes for the, the current state of the problem. 
Um, I thought the most incremental development was the FTC um, suspending its opposition to the Amgen Horizon deal. Um, I just think kind of taking a step back, there have been a number of, uh, you know, the FTC has come out very aggressive against consolidation and M&A, but there have been uh, a bunch of big setbacks in the last several weeks um, for them in terms of deals being approved or, or courts striking down opposition, et cetera. So I kind of take this as another... Um, this this is going to be taken, I think, as another sign by corporate management teams that the FTC's opposition is more bark than bite. Um, it's probably going to embolden CEOs to the extent they want to consider a larger deal to perhaps move forward with them. Um, so those are all the major news items. There's a bunch of other headlines that I have uh, in the piece today, so definitely take a look for more details. On uh, today's calendar, is really not much. Monday should be pretty sparse as far as scheduled news is concerned. There are uh, a bunch of important economic numbers this week. So U.S. jolts come out tomorrow. Um, China MBS PMIs Wednesday night. Eurozone CPI Thursday morning. U.S. PCE Thursday morning. U.S. jobs report Friday. U.S. manufacturing ISM on Friday. And then you have a bunch of other tech and retail earnings reports this week as the July end season kind of comes to a conclusion. So some of the bigger ones, salesforce.com, both HP, HP Inc., HP Enterprise, Lululemon, Broadcom, Dell, uh, VMware, and a bunch of others. Um, and that is pretty much everything for today, Monday, August 28th. Thank you for listening.